Bye-bye. Bye-bye. It's April 12th, 2023, and this is Rare Encounter, encounter number 141. And looking out for the free bonus points, I'm Abel Kirby. And getting one year closer to death, I'm Cold Acid. <laughs> happy birthday. You didn't have to. I would, ah, have, I would have wished you happy birthday. Uh, you didn't have to uh, remind me. I saw it in the show notes. <laughs> no, this is fantastic. Uh, another year. I wouldn't say closer to death. I would say another year of experience. We could put on, you know, uh, we you can go. We can go either way. Another year of encounters. There we go. I yep. got my I got my party blowers for you. <laughs> I, I, I said a great thing. I said a great thing earlier on uh, on No Agenda Social. Mm-hmm. I, I I posted forty today, and I don't feel a day over thirty nine point nine nine seven two six. Being very very specific. Roughly 364 over 365. I just can't believe you'd be willing to spend your birthday here on the show. Well, it's a lot more fun than what I was actually doing today. Oh, no. You might notice I'm a little boomier, and that's because a lot of the boxes that were down here have been moved out since I'm going to be framing the proper office wall tomorrow. Oh, that wall that uh, has been begging to be put in for... What has it been? Months now? Uh, years. Uh, years, man. This is... Yeah. This is... Uh, now, for people who don't know, Cold Acid has a spot for a wall in the middle of his basement that's just been sitting there <laughs> waiting to be... Waiting for the wall to be built, framed, and stuck up there. So, this is fantastic. Yeah, so it's finally... It's finally going to happen. <laughs> gonna build... Gonna build the frame and put it into place tomorrow. And eventually, I will get around to drywalling it. Hmm. Probably in another year. Or two. <laughs> another year. It's just gonna be a. It's just gonna be a framed wall. So, what do you use? Uh, do you use two by four, or two by six construction for an interior wall in Canada? Oh, two by fours. Two by fours. Okay. Yeah, you would never use a two by six for interior. Well, you know, you can you can do whatever you want if you wanted yeah, to make it well, really tough. <laughs> we can dance if we want to. Uh-oh. We can leave your friends behind. <sighs> well, my friends don't dance. Well, they're no friends of mine, then. Okay, there you go. All right, let's just hit that. Yeah, huh? And I heard that open. I heard a bottle open. What was that? Yes. Today, it is lime-flavored. Jarritos! Ah, jarritos. The, uh, you popped sem- something open, too. I did, actually. I got a can of Modelo. <laughs> And this one is not quite that interesting. I think I had a bottle of Modelo uh, recently, but I got the little cans this time. Uh, on my way back home from work, I, I had a hell of a time getting home today. There was an accident, you know, blocked off the entrance to the uh, blocked off the entrance to the highway, and so I had to go around. And so I said, oh, "I'll go get gas. I gotta kill time while they clear this thing." So I got some gas, and, and uh, I figured I'd grab the beer. Anyway, well, in pumping the gas, the uh, the display at this gas station comes up, and it's the kind that has an ad that starts playing right uh, oh, right God. when you start pumping it. Have you, do you have you seen those in Canada? No, thank God I haven't. Oh, because so... I would fucking punch the screen if I did. They are so obnoxious, and the and the ads are terrible. They never get placed. It's they can't be effective. They're all for bullshit, and and this one in particular was really bad. It really pissed me off because it. Like the premise that it had doesn't even exist. So here's what they say is you start pumping gas and the screen kind of turns white and then it turns red. And then this woman's voice comes on and says, did somebody say free bonus points? And she says it like that, like some kind of fucking, I don't know. And it really irritated me that they didn't actually have anything that said free bonus points. It's like she's reacting to something that didn't exist. Yeah, well, you know what? I don't I don't like getting free bone us points, <laughs> but for a hot chick, I'd give her free bone her points. What what I'm trying to say, Cold, is I think it would have been better and a more interesting ad if instead of having her come out and put a lampshade on this thing, what if they just played through the PA kind of from random directions at random times, you know? Just like a voice off in the distance would be like, Psst, free bonus points. 
<laughs> like you're pumping your gas, and it's like you they they uh, they spatially filter it so it sounds like it's coming from behind you. Hey, free bonus points. What if they did that shit? Yeah, that'd be that'd be kind of creepy. I think I think it'd be way more effective, and it it, it uh. It would tickle me the right way. This was really annoying. This is just some shitty voiceover plug-in. I don't even know what the bonus points are for. What do you do with them? Uh, boners? <laughs> boners. <laughs> I'm going to trade my points in tonight, baby. Wait for me when I come home. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trading these points. Oh, oh man. My. my good boy points. Yeah, good boy points. Uh, oh, but not dolphin points. Man, no, I, no, nobody wants dolphin points. I'm except maybe that, maybe that one chick, and that other that other chick from this week's uh, hog story. Jeez, I'm I'm a little, uh, I'm not feeling it. You know this whole. Not, do- yeah, well, well, you're you're a dude. I I couldn't imagine you like feeling it when it comes to giving dolphins hand jobs. I'm I'm not laughing as much as it seems like everyone's acting like I should be. I'm like just listening to this. Anyway, this is just disgusting. I'm, it's it is. It's it, upsetting. It's freaky. <laughs> what? And I don't know. Maybe I've heard that fucking dolphin too many times. Uh I don't want to I don't want to hear I the dolphin. I kind of wish anymore. I had the I kind of wish I had the dolphin talking. No. Just to, just to freak you out You're some. you're not a good boy. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> fucking flipper. No. <laughs> Go plug your own blowhole. <laughs> Get out of my fucking oh. kitchen. You don't belong here. Go to the sea. <laughs> I don't want no dolphin. Right, sh- no horny dolphin. Sh- no. Yeah, horny. No horny dolphins here. <laughs> oh my we, god. We have other. We have other perversions that we prefer. <laughs> no. Are you gonna hit me with a perversion? You want to start first on your birthday? No, but uh, I'll hit you with some. I'll hit you with some sats. All right, hit me with some. We sats. got some. We got some since last show. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, starting off, uh, the day after last week's show, we got a boost of seventy-seven, seventy-seven sats from Cotton Gin, with the message Serpent Plus Plus. Yes. That was from then, yeah. That was actually from two episodes ago. I I just want to point out he boosted Encounter one thirty nine. Too cool for Carlton. True. Hmm. That's true. That's true. That was Serpent's episode. It, the point is that was when he was a guest. Yes. Then the other one that we got earlier today, we got one two three four five sats from Lavish, who said innocuous boost. Innocuous boost. Lavish. And for that amount, for that amount, Lavish is our oh. executive producer of the episode. So good on you, Lavish. <laughs> is there or a Lavash? Is there another boost that's right above that one? Uh not that I received, but I do know that Servo was having some problems. Uh, trying to boost earlier, and LB was not playing nice with them. Well, it looks like Podverse is playing nice with Servo, because I see one boost coming through before the show, and I'm sorry, Lavish, but this one trumps you. This is the 32,323 sats from Servo, and he says, are you ready for it? Ready. Haberb day, Cold Coon. Aww. <laughs> That's a happy birthday wish. And I think that puts Servo as our executive producer. Sorry. Arigato. <laughs> Domo arigato, Mr. Robato. So there you go. That's our uh, boost for before the uh, the episode starts. We always like to read those at the beginning. Um, you can find about this podcast at rareencounter.net. I'm not going to belabor the point <laughs> this week because uh, we got some stuff to get to. We got all kinds of stuff that we have to get to for the show. But uh, that's the URL if you want to find out who we are and what we do. All right. Yep. We gotta get some stuff. We gotta get some stories cold. We gotta get some some material in this podcast. Before, but I, I I've got to get something else first before uh, before we can go any further. Okay. Uh, just let me just let me dig it up. Okay. Just let me dig it up. It's uh, digging it up. Digging it up. Not too. That's my digger sound. Oh, now he's he's roboting. To find. Um, um, yep. Yep. Okay, we're going to get the digger. I'm going to help you dig, okay? Here we go. I got my shovel. Explorer. We're going to dig together. 
There we go. I'm digging. I got my shovel. Oh, I'm going to go harder. I got to go harder here. Yeah. Dig it in the ground. Dig it with my hands. That's what you got to do. I said stop. Stop digging. Oh, did you find it? Yeah. Oh, God. No! <laughs> Thank you, Fletcher! Absolutely not. This is foreboding. This fucking dolphin. <laughs> oh, we don't need a dolphin. You can always use a dolphin. No, we don't. Here we go. Here's what I think of a dolphin. There we go. There's my dolphin. <laughs> Here we go. Dolphin. <laughs> there we go. Taking care of it. Women, you're safe oh, again. please no. <laughs> so you can send me a thank you card. It's safe to swim in the sea. <laughs> so, do we want to start off with video games? Do we want to start off with pictures? Do we want to talk something? <laughs> I'll do the really nerdy. I'll do the uh, GitHub stuff. Do we want? Do we want to have some Easter news? Well, I was, we could do Easter news. Uh, my Easter. I'm gonna have two Easter stories if we frame it like that. Uh, the first one is. Uh, this is a throwaway story. This was the Easter potato. Ah, uh, well, we need a few good taters. It's potato news on Rare Encounter. Potatoes. 2020. Potatoes are never a throwaway on Rare Encounter. These are. And also, when the jingle's over, that's my cue to start talking. Unless you, unless you want to do it. No, no, I was just, I was just making the point. I like to roll into it. All right. 2023 is the year of the Easter potato, according to uh, Potatoes USA, who is promoting the idea of rather than painting eggs, painting potatoes as part of an Easter celebration. So as we all know, uh, the Easter holiday was, uh, was on Sunday. And uh, this is really a fluff piece if if there ever was maybe a mash piece might be the better way to put it and it just i don't know i thought it was funny it's got a picture of kids uh painting potatoes and the there's a comment from uh, marissa stein director of marketing at potatoes usa who says as a mom of two kids i'm constantly looking for new activities the idea of painting potatoes made me laugh but honestly it's really fun <laughs> and I really like this quote. Marissa Stein, uh, there's there's something about this which I want to just highlight. It's the part where she realizes it's actually ridiculous. The idea made me laugh, she says. and uh, You don't see that. I, I really can't stand the corporate types who just say something idiotic with a straight face and like pretend that everyone's supposed to accept it. So she's, uh, you know, kind of there's a wink involved with this. Uh, which I think is fun, but artists can give potatoes a food coloring bath for a lighter color or paint the food coloring directly on the spud for a vibrant alternative. Also, at the end of this article, we have, for best results, a few tips for your Picasso potato. Cold acid, you ready for some tips for painting your Picasso potato for Easter? Maybe next Easter. Well, if, if you're painting a Picasso potato, uh, shouldn't it be like all angular and shit? Yeah, it should be like Mr. Potato Head with all this stuff stuck in the wrong hole. You know about that, right? Oh, of course. So, number one, cover your workspace with newspapers or plastic tablecloths so you can embrace the painting process without worrying about the cleanup. Two, gloves are a great way to keep little hands clean from food dye or paint. Three, if you're using food coloring, painting the food color gone will result in the most vibrant color. If you don't want the color to rub off and you're fine keeping the potatoes purely decorative, a coat of hairspray can seal the color and keep the dye from bleeding. Well, that is a tip. Hold the fuck on, though. I mean, I mean, when you paint the Easter eggs, you're still supposed to at the end after you've hidden and found them, you're still supposed to crack them open and eat them. You can't eat a potato that's covered in hairspray. Well, that's... Yeah, yeah. Uh, you would want to do that. Maybe... You know what you can do with a potato covered in hairspray? What? Potato gun. Ooh, maybe. <laughs> uh, two more tips here. We got if you use regular paint, a white primer coat will make the colors pop. Wow. Of, of all things, I mean, we started it just like painting potatoes, and now we're putting layers on. We're putting primer. We're going to have clear coat at the end. I mean, if you're, I mean, 
Cold. Well, I guess that's, that's what the that's what the hairspray is for, isn't it? Isn't that the clear coat? I'm gonna powder coat this potato. Okay, this is what's gonna happen. Uh, make sure the painted potatoes have fully dried before you move them. Hmm. Okay. And that, there's all your tips for uh, yeah. painted so, potatoes. Uh, so other than other than using hairspray and like non-food safe paints, that's a, that's pretty much the same instructions as for painting an egg. Hmm. I feel like I might have heard the the hairspray thing for eggs before, but it's it's such a distant memory, and I, I was never a big egg painter. Uh, so, but you know that eggshells are porous, right? Yes, they are. Yeah. So using using hairspray on on an eggshell uh, when you're supposed to eat the hard boiled contents afterwards, not a good idea. What if that's a hairy egg? Um, then somebody needs to shave their scrot. <laughs> Would you, uh, did you paint any potatoes for Easter cold? No, I didn't. I didn't even paint any eggs this year. Oh, I heard you were yeah. eating about, is there any, uh, is there, uh, I have a chocolate bunny, any special stuff. Oh, you got a chocolate bunny for Easter. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing, nothing too special. Just the usual going out, uh, going out, visiting family, you know, mm -hmm. having big ham dinner. Okay, I I did a special thing on Easter that I wanted to share with you, and yeah. share really share with the world. I think I think this needs to go out to everyone. Uh, I went on a nature hike in a particular national park. Uh, I won't mention the 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 name uh, for fear of doxing myself, but uh, <laughs> I'm not sure why. But now I'm sticking <laughs> with it. Uh, but I, actually, for fear of revealing my sources, because I I found artistic inspiration at this nature hike. I was walking around a uh, a marsh. And it, they had a little boardwalk that went around. And actually, they, they had a big floating boardwalk that ran, went around a, uh, the a part board of it. Boardwalk. Boardwalk. Yeah. And as I was going through, looking at the uh, edges of the swamp, I started noticing that there was a large amount of dead fish. Gross. Just, just dead fish everywhere. So, I, of course, like anyone, I got out my phone and I started taking pictures of every dead fish that I saw on that whole uh, trail. And they were everywhere. There's a of shitload course. of dead fish, Cold. Uh, this is this is exactly what we do. Exa and so what I did, uh, maybe as my gift to humanity, is I took all of those pictures. I, I took, I don't know, it must have been 20 pictures of dead fish. And I went in and I just cut out all the dead fish and I posted them into a collage. Nice. Using Microsoft Paint. And so now I have this spiffy, uh, cool uh, picture that I made of just a bunch of dead fish. It's like, it's really, really high resolution, so you could set it as your desktop wallpaper. I, I would recommend yes, for, doing that. For anybody, for anybody who's twisted enough to want to look at dead fish all day on their computer. Well, I mean, it's not, it's just nat nature. Yeah, but, I mean, it's still a gross part of nature. Well, it's not as gross as your dolphin sex thing. I mean, fish dying is natural. Dol this dolphin thing, this is not. That's that's unnatural. You know what the dol You know what the dolphin says? The dolphin says, "Don't knock it till you try it." <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, you know, I don't know. I'm just glad there was no dolphins in this swamp. <laughs> hey, Cold Acid, <laughs> have you ever seen a, a swamp dolphin? <laughs> no, and I hope to never. Dude, I hear they're green. <laughs> and they and they have like and they and they and they're still just as rapey. Yeah, and their their blowhole has like this green uh, funnel snorkel on the top, like Shrek. <laughs> Swamp dolphins. <laughs> oh my oh, god! Oh god! This is a, this is. I amusing. am a good boy. No, you're not a good boy. And this bitch <laughs> at the gas station could shut up. <laughs> uh, no, this is not good. <laughs> Here's what I have to say about that. Our country is being destroyed. It's all I <laughs> oh, no. This is terrible. It's so terrible. I love it. So I need to get this. Uh, I need to get this picture posted in IRC so that everyone else can enjoy my art, which is really my gift to the world and our gift to our listeners. Uh, so why don't you take a story while I get that uh, going through FTP? All right. Well, we're talking about pictures. It turns out that those blobcat emojis that we keep seeing from other instances on the Fediverse have been discovered by the Japanese. 
And they have started creating Blobcat fan art. Blobcat? Yeah. You're gonna blobcat. have to you're gonna have to start over with this one. What's a blobcat? It's a cat that's a blob. Is this an AI thing? I'm sure thing? you've seen these emojis before. Is this an AI thing? No, it's not an AI thing. Okay, well, I'm look- I clicked on your thing. MissKey.io, is that what I'm looking at? Oh, these stupid emojis. Yeah. <laughs> but, okay, I didn't know that's what it was called. Blobcat. <laughs> Blobcat, yeah. Okay. And so, there's even art on Pixiv now of Blobcats. But yes, like... Some people, some people on like miskey instances in Japan saw blobcats and started drawing their own. Hmm. Is it's there very? It's a very popular set of emojis. Can, can you just can you describe the blobcat for the audio podcast we have for the people who can't see blobcat right now? Can well, what's it look like? It's a blob. That's a cat. <laughs> okay. It's Is a it... blob. It it, ha- it has a little pointy cat ears. And it's got whiskers, and it's a big orangish yellow blob. That's a cat. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and some of them dance. And some of them dance. I see. See Brooklyn One Twelve is pointing out, and it dances. Sat's mommy says it's a popular emoji. Apparently, I'm the only one who didn't didn't know what this shit was. Servo uh, actually tooted at you a whole bunch of blobcats. I. Okay. Cool. Uh, I see those. Yeah. It's a whole bunch of blobcats, finger guns. There's even a right. there's even a site out there that uh, uh, you can see like all sorts of sla- like the Slack Moji site has a whole page of blobcats. Okay. Yeah. So there you go. Like blobcats blob cat. are now a thing in Japan. <laughs> all right. Well, they're this big is, in Japan. This is riveting. <laughs> Um, how about a, uh, how about a stupid story from GitHub? Um, or do you want to talk about Blobcats more? That doesn't really narrow things down, does it? Well, I found some weird stuff on GitHub I wanted to bring in. It's a little off the wall. I thought maybe it'd be funny to discuss. And, uh, since we have to bring it because these are pretty, these are pretty weird and funny all right so uh i was trying to come up with something kind of offbeat to do for the show i wasn't sure that we had enough offbeat stuff and i don't know i guess we thrive in that top that that uh that part of the yeah, venn offbeat, diagram offbeat is our is our bread and butter or really our potatoes and butter we have uh, uh there's a service called github that people know about where it's people it's owned by microsoft now uh where pe- people can upload their open source um, software projects and host the source code. And so you can go and search for things. It turns out that if there's some project or product that you're looking for online and you can't find it, you can usually find um, maybe like a half-baked version of it on GitHub if it's like a little tool that you think you might need. There's a there's a surprising amount of extremely specific tools on github that may or may not work uh just because of its nature and i was just posting in random words nouns and things and i ended up with banana leaf and sure enough i searched for banana leaf and i found a project that was all about banana leaves huh and this is a github.com um project by aditya pi 2398 and it's called leaf detection and i'm reading it's very short description it says a simple banana leaf tech detector using har cascades and open cv python and so this is what you would use if you need to detect banana leaves if you have to detect the presence of banana leaves in images <laughs> oh and it doesn't do anything else it's a it's a classific- image classification uh, that only classifies whether something is a banana leaf or not a banana leaf. And it was trained using, quote, about 30 positive images and 70 negative images. And with the... I had to stop and think, what's the meaning of positive and negative? Because, Cole, what would you assume that means? A positive image would be one that has a banana leaf, and a negative image would be one that doesn't. For a moment, I thought that they were talking about the photo positives and photo negatives. <laughs> I, may, I might just be retarded, but... Uh, Maybe. You might be. So, it was trained to look for... Fascinating. 
like because what if you were looking for banana leaves in photo negatives? Well, <laughs> hmm, hmm, hmm. I don't know why you do that. I, I, I think I think first first I'd have to ask. Why are you looking for banana leaves in photo negatives to begin with? Well, it, because in the jungle you must uh, dwell until someone rolls up f- five or twelve. In the jungle, the mighty jungle. So Jumanji leaf detection works tonight. Jumanji has some weird shit, man. It could throw like you've got to classify all of these photos, whether there's banana leaves or not, and there's way too many for you to do by hand. And so, and so you use AI to classify the bananas, uh, the banana leaves for you. Hey, you know, what would be great is if they remade Jumanji, but instead of like cinematic feats of action, it was actually Monday. Like you had to do, um, you, you had to do some stupid software project in the jungle, you know, like uh, image classification. Like because they give I you don't I don't or, think or maybe that would that would fill as many seats in the cinemas as you might expect. Maybe that's the wrong framing. Like, what if it was a real problem? What if Jumanji only gave you real? Because somewhere someone has, hey, okay, we gotta classify all these images, and uh, there's too many to do by hand, and so do it. And you have to sit there and figure out what what to do, right? That's a real problem that you have to work through, and it's not trivial. You know, you have, you're gonna have to try a couple different things and see what works. And Jumanji doesn't give you problems like that. They give you like stupid shit, like. I don't know. Monkeys. Well, there's only so there's only so much you can do in a board game that takes over reality. <sighs> okay. Uh, I had one more thing I got off from GitHub, uh, which is a font which I thought was amusing. There is yeah, a, I'm loving it. A true type font that's called McDonald's fries font. This is stupid. And it's too. exactly it is it's exactly how it sounds. Yeah, I. I put this um, in the show notes, but basically it's all Chinese. So the about, I don't know what the about is because it's all completely in Chinese. The color font, um, other it says like, so, so I can read Photoshop CC, InDesign and all these other things, but everything else is in Chinese. Yeah. But the true type font is there if you uh, should want it. And it's an all capital, all caps font where the, all the letters are sort of like block constructed out of, let's say, French fries. Yeah, <laughs> illustrations those, those of French horribly fries. skinny little French fries at McDonald's, and they have with ketchup with ketchup dipped in it. And I think the ketchup really sells it. The uh, the, the ketchup ke- drips. The, the punctuation is entirely ketchup as mm. well. It's all ketchup spots. Uh, there's two glyphs that I really like. Uh, maybe three. I like F, G, and K. F, G, and K. And why is that? Because they have these long ketchup drips. They have, like, ah. strings of ketchup dripping off them. And T and S have the, and R have those drips, too. Oh, well, I guess so. And two and three, yeah. It's yeah. very, you know, it's very interesting. By the way, did you notice that this guy created another font as well? No. Based on Chicken McNuggets? <laughs> no. Yeah. How'd you find that? Uh, By going to the profile and then seeing that there was another repository. (laughs) Oh, boy. It's a Chicken McNuggets font. Yeah. For all your nuggy needs. (laughs) Oh, I hear your neighbor's uh, working on his motor again. Oh, this guy with the damn motorcycle won't shut up. He was blasting Matchbox 20. He started his motorcycle. I, he could just put it on right now. I don't know. But he just put on Matchbox 20 full volume and then roll around the parking lot at like two miles an hour. So it would take like uh, it take him so long to get out of hearing distance. Jeez. There he goes. Bye bye. Bye bye. Enjoy your <laughs> enjoy your top. Your uh, oh, he's back bullshit. already. No, he still hasn't left. No, no, he's gone. We can't miss him yet. He hasn't left. Yeah, but yeah, Chicken Nuggies font. Isn't that wonderful? I'm loving it. And you look at the number, the numbers and the punctuation, it's all the honey dip. That's right. And honey dip is the proper dip to get if you're going to McDonald's. It's the proper dip for Chicken Nuggies, period. End of story. Mm. 
I mean, I know some people like barbecue sauce dips or hot sauce dips, but, you know, the purist always dips his nuggies in honey. The barbecue sauce would be, oh, I would accept that if it was any good, but there hasn't been a good barbecue sauce at a fast food joint in a decade or ever? longer. Okay, ever. Possibly ever. Um, Roy Rogers uses Sweet Baby Ray's, though. Hmm. So they're okay. They're a passable sauce. Let me put it that way. Still, I'm only dipping my nuggies in honey. That's the only way I roll. I dip my nugs in honey. I've done it all my life. It makes the nugs taste funny, but it keeps them on the knife. <laughs> nice poetry. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm full of them. <laughs> all right. Save me, Cold. Save me. Uh, uh, it's, uh, it's... Video game time. Yes. And this is something this is something I wanted to bring up like a while ago. But there's a, there's this there's this other repository on GitHub which is a tutorial for extracting the ROM like the 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 uh, Game Boy ROM firmware from photographs of the of the ROM die. Hello. So, yeah. So something, <laughs> more something that most okay, something that most people n never realized is that the Game Boy, the classic Game Boy, does have firmware to it. It has a very small firmware program that, at the end of its running, it actually removes itself from the address map. So it disappears. You can't find it anymore without turning off the device and turning it back on and having some sort of way of interrupting it before it completes itself. But if you take the chip that contains the firmware and you decap it, like you remove the, uh, you remove the, uh, the uh, chip carrier, uh, the top of the chip carrier from it, mm -hmm. you can actually take photos of the die itself and use those photos to work out the actual ROM contents. Well, that's fascinating. I did. Yeah. I wasn't aware that was a thing that was possible. Well, it's because it's possible because it's a it's a very simple uh, it's a very simple of uh, ROM chip. And if you if you go to the link, I just put it in the chat, yep. and you scroll down to the to the picture, you can actually see. Like the individual, the individual like connections that uh, that okay. let you identify the the different the different like bits in the ROM. Hmm. No, I can see that now. So they're yeah. they're doing analysis on the photo to find out, and then have recovered the bit pattern that's stored on it. Yep. And then what do you do with that? Well, I mean, if you're if you're an emulation purist, you'd set your emulator up to actually use the the ROM as uh, as the firmware, right? So it'll run from that and then start running from your game ROM image, hmm. and then you have like the little the little Nintendo thing that blinks at the beginning. <laughs> Is that what it does? I think that's what the what the Game Boy ROM does. Yeah. <laughs> it just blinks the Nintendo logo. It just does. A, it just does the little Nintendo logo that shows up and blinks off. Oh, that's cute. I, I yeah. And so, if it wasn't there, you just wouldn't see that. Yeah, you wouldn't see that. So, I also came across another thing because this got me. This got me a little interested. What is? What are the inner workings of the Game Boy? And fortunately enough. Uh, some dude named Rodrigo Capetti wrote a wrote an ebook, uh, starting off as like a really big article on his website on the Game Boy architecture. Mm -hmm. So with this, you can you can figure out like here's how here's how everything works. It's got pictures of the of the motherboard and marking off all the different things on it, mm -hmm. right? How everything is actually logically wired together. Details about the CPU and memory, 
and even shows you like how tiles are stored in uh, in memory and you know just goes through all the details i've seen similar articles by others for various different consoles as well um actually were they by the same guy i don't think they're by the same guy they might be uh no i think it is the same guy anyway yeah he's actually got a whole bunch of interesting articles on on console architectures to check out so it's not just it's not just his game boy article hmm. but yeah he's also covered like PC Engine, Mega Drive, Super Nintendo, Saturn, the Virtual Boy, Dreamcast, you know, and so on. Hmm. Okay, I've got I've got something I'm pulling out of this as I read the uh, the memory available section, or that's where I started. I scrolled down a little bit. The anti piracy section inside this uh, website says. This console contains a 256-byte ROM stacked in the CPU that is used to bootstrap the cartridge's ROM. It doesn't run the game right away. However, it first executes a series of checks to prevent the execution of unauthorized cartridges and also make sure the cartridge is correctly inserted. To be able to pass these checks, games had to include a copy of Nintendo's logo in the form of tiles in its ROM header. Interesting. Yeah, so in the ROM header, it would actually have, like, a tile map set up that contained the Nintendo logo. Hmm. Interesting. And because, it, and because it had that, then if you were creating a game that wasn't authorized, you're breaking copyright and trademark. Hmm. No, this is kind of like, uh, when, did, when did all the fashion brands start putting their name on it so that... Uh you couldn't, you know, because you couldn't, uh, you could make a counterfeit bag that kind of looked like a Gucci, but, or, or was passable, but, it, but you couldn't put the logo on it. So you could make certain clones, right? But the logo made it illegal to counterfeit. And so they started putting the logos on all the, uh, the designer shit. I wonder who did probably, it first. Probably the eighties. Oh, well, okay. It must be a trick that they got from them then. Could be. The original Game Boy, nineteen eighty nine, in yep. Japan. Now you've got some uh, you've got some game stuff to talk about too. Oh yeah, I thought you'd enjoy this one. Uh, I wasn't sure if you'd heard of this, and I'm not a Dead Space player. Uh, I I really liked the idea of the game when it was coming out. Uh, I remember when it was uber popular, and then when Dead Space two came out, some people talking about that at work, and um, so it's it's always been. Uh, it's always been in my realm, or at least of the, the people around me, I guess, but I never actually played it. I'm, I'm somewhat familiar with it. And so when I saw this article, uh, it's actually not an article. I got linked to this. Uh, it's a Dead Space demake. And do you know what a demake is, uh, Cold? Have yep, you ever heard I that? I know what a demake is. I have definitely heard of them. Uh, it's, when you take, it's when you take a more modern game and you remake it for uh, lesser hardware... For example, for example, take take uh, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog, right, and make and do a remake of it to run on the Commodore sixty four, in its like limited colors and everything. That would be a demake. Okay. Although the one that's actually out there was actually based on the eight bit, uh, um, was it the uh, the. Game Boy, or no, sorry, Game Gear slash uh, Master System version, and so that wouldn't really be a demake so much as a, a port. Hmm. So this is uh, Dead Space demake, and uh, it's a it's on itch.io. It looks pretty uh, interesting. I like the I really like the textures and the low resolution where it's kind of everything cuts through. So you can kind of read what's on what's what's in big block letters and like it says cut off their arms plasma cutter, you know, in one of these uh, screenshots. But just the the style of it really brings me back to some old PC games. It reminds me of probably I know they they were aiming for some PlayStation uh, looks here. I was what it really reminds me of is Jedi Knight, mm-hmm. the original uh, Dark Forces Two, I should say J- Jedi Knight. Um, Dark Forces was a was a little. Uh, I don't think it was full 3D, if I remember right. It was more like a Doom. It was a little more advanced than Doom. I think you... 
Well, no, I can't remember exactly if you, if it had um, height involved or not, or everything was on a 2D plane. But anyway, um, Jedi Knight definitely had uh, full 3D environments. And it, just something about this, maybe it's the coloring, maybe it's the lighting uh, inside these shots, but just... Uh, Really, uh, really made me nostalgic, and I was wondering if this would be a uh, a good game to play. I was thinking I was going to download it and play it later this week. So i've I've started I've started looking through the DMake tag on Itch, and I've come across a, a few interesting things, such as a Halo Doom, which is a Halo DMake using the Doom engine. Okay. Uh, I. Yeah, um, some some demakes of Toho three and four. <laughs> oh no! So, Phant- Phantasmagoria of Dimension Dreams, uh, made for like made as if it's like for NES. Hmm. Actually, both and yeah, and also Lotus Land Story, both made for like NES. Even though they're for, they run on. Uh, other platform, I think actually, yeah, NES inspired, so they're not actual like uh, NES ROM images. Mm-hmm. Uh, Resident Evil for GBA. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> I like this. Uh, here, here's here's one. Here's one. You were, you know about Game and Watch? Yes. Right. So how about a uh, about this is R and Watch. I'm going to link it in the chat. I don't see it yet. Oh, hold on. Iron Watch. Here we go. Is this something yep. I should play? Run it's game? It's our type, but game and watch style. <laughs> press the Z key. All right, we'll press the Z key. Oh, geez, it is. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. And last but not least, Persona 5 Pocket Edition. <laughs> Persona 5 D-Make for the Game Boy. Nice. Yeah. Persona 5. There was one on here I liked, which was a, uh, it's called Low Mem Sky. Low Mem Sky. Nice. Which is no Man's Sky done as a uh, retro style. D-made. And yeah, there's uh, there's some interesting D-makes here. Hmm. Well, we'll put that in the bucket. Maybe if you're uh, listening to the show and you would... Uh, we're looking for something to do. Maybe there's some fun ideas. We got all kinds of projects on here. We got you can make uh, there's, some there's potatoes. There's a couple. There's there's at least two different human Nikki D makes. Mm. Human Nikki. That's the one with the uh, uh, girl who runs around in the dream world, right? Yes. Yes. That's a that's a very creepy game. Along with LSD Dream Emulator, I used to play both yeah. of those with a friend. But we didn't we didn't have guides or anything for them, and we purposefully didn't look anything up. So we didn't we wanted to play it. Um, There's also a game called Ib, I think. It was Ib? Maybe it was Lub, Ib or Lub. It was another one of these uh, RPG Maker kind of horror game things. That one was pretty fantastic too. Nice. Mm. Well, we've got some a uh, couple things to do. We got some podcasts. We got some booster games. I, to I still have and... one more. I still have one more. A game-related story. Okay. I wanted to just switch so we go back and forth. And uh, this is a Metroidvania game for the Commodore 64 called Lester. Lester? Lester. This, again, found on itch.io. And you're on a space station, and the main computer has gone rogue, and is gain control of guardian droids that you now have to, you now have to destroy on your way to fight and defeat the main computer of this station before it nukes Mars. Hmm. What if I just let it nuke Mars? Well, then nobody can get their ass there. Ah, get to the chopper. Get your ass to Mars. MSX Metrovanias. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I do like the health bar just being a bunch of pills, like pill-shaped graphics. I kind of miss yeah. that. <laughs> like that, it, that was a nice that was a nice feature, definitely. It 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 added character to games. Yeah, the uh, the completely um, 
underdeveloped, uh, how would you call it? Uh, it's, you know, before UI got, you, modern UIs in games are, is pretty well figured out. Uh, you know how to display, at least unless you're dumb, you know how, you know the common ways to display the important information succinctly. And some of the old games had some wonky UIs because no one knew what to do yet. They're still figuring it out. And that's that's one of the reasons why I like Game Jam games, because people are doing the same sort of like just figuring things out for themselves a lot of the times. They're not going with, yeah, this is what usually gets done. It's like, hey, what if we could do this? Mm. And that's always cool. You get any other game stuff? Oh, uh, no, that's uh, that wraps that up for me. All right. I've got some uh, podcast rundown and. I think we could do boostgrams after that, unless you have uh, another story. I don't have anything else really to run down. Um, but I'll do podcast first. So a uh, couple things happened this week. We had Hog Story had episode 349, Gas Nippers. Um, we had Grumpy Old Benz had episode 218, Bissell War, uh, Bowl After Bowl, two, they did 238. I Want to Go Poop. Well, you. I are, did that before the show. You are a good boy. Uh, and uh, Dad's Anime Podcast at episode 108 uh, with a very long... Well, we've been disputing whether it's a title or not, but... It's uh, not a title. Let's just call it 108 for now. Uh, I wanted to mention some other things. I was listening to... Occasionally, I listen to the Lex Friedman uh, podcast, and when I say occasionally, I usually just look to see who the guest is and then completely ignore it unless it's someone really compelling. And... For the most part, I've been skipping it over and over and over. But he had two guests on that were actually pretty good lately. Um, the uh, in the most recent version, two most recent episodes of his podcast. So, uh, are you uh, you know who Lex Friedman is? No. Okay. Well, he does a, a show where he does long form interviews with various people. Um, usually it's related to math or science. It's a, it's really a insufferable show most of the time, but lately he had a, um, uh, mathematician on Edward Frank, Frankel, I think is how you say his name. Um, and he's a, uh, Soviet Russian, uh, mathematician and is discussing mathematics and how he got to it. It is actually a very fun interview. Uh, he sounds like a fun guy. So it's, uh, it's, uh, kind of broke through the uh, Lex Friedman boredom fest. and But right before that, he had uh, Paul Rosalie, Rosalie, I can't remember how he pronounces his name, uh, talking about the Amazon jungle and uncontacted tribes and anacondas and uh, was giving a lot of firsthand accounts of some jungle action. And uh, that was also fascinating. I, I usually wouldn't even mention the Lex Friedman podcast, except I was actually really enjoyed that was episode 369 and 370 uh if anyone's listening and especially the jungle episode 369 um it turns out this is the guy who was do you remember the movie where uh they were gonna have a guy get eaten by an anaconda alive no <laughs> i remember that hype fest and it was such bullshit like we're, we're gonna make him a special suit and then he's gonna get eaten by a snake eaten alive and uh you know this was highly promoted bullshit and on the podcast he's talking about get basically getting suckered where he's a real guy who's out doing field work in the amazon and uh, like re classic reality TV style, they went and they filmed them doing a bunch of things, and then they edited it to completely mischaracterize everything he did. Um, and they had they, they had some discussion of how an anaconda would kill you, and they shot it, and then they changed like the title of the movie and and made it sound like he was going to get eaten alive, and then he didn't, and everyone was like mad at him because he didn't like die in the movie, and they promoted it like he was going to, and. Uh, He's just he talks about like the shittiness of um, some of the Discovery Channel pop sci Hollywood uh, bullshit. Oh, good. In, because, in addition yeah, to that, there's a lot of yeah, there's a lot of bullshit in that, and and highlights what happens when you don't have rights uh, right of refusal for everything. 
Um, and it, you he, have a clip from it? No, I was just going to promote it. It's it's unclippable. It, it's a long form. It's like a three hour show, you know. And it doesn't make sense out of out of context, but you know, okay. very very cool. Uncontacted tribes are not what you think they are. I'll, I'll leave that as my nugget that make may make someone want to listen to. Um, they have more to do with the rubber trade than uh, than I had I ever even thought. But anyway. Um, that's all my podcast rundown. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, I don't really have anything else to to go by myself, so... Well, let's do some uh, booster grams. A couple came in during the show. Uh, we uh, got- yeah, I see three here, all from uh, all from Carolyn. Right, I see 40,000 sats from Carolyn saying, getting some great arts and crafts tips right here on Rare Encounter. Happy birthday, Cold Acid. Thanks, Carolyn. Her next one was 8888 sats, and she said this time, Come for a rare encounter, stay for the McDonald's fries font. Any and all font, I love it. And finally, uh, 8888 sats from Carolyn saying, Motorcycle wants that rare encounter bump. Yeah, I think he does. Yeah, sure seems that way. Yep. That motorcycle, he was playing Push. You know that song Push by by, uh, Matchbox 20? Just a... No, oh, by Matchbox 20. Matchbox 20, yeah. I want to push you around. Well, I will. Well, I will. will. So that's, it's like the motorcycle is expressing, uh, I don't know, maybe it's joy of of being a mode of transportation. It's a different take to the song if you realize the motorcycle's playing it. (laughs) Well, I will. What if if the motorcycle was playing 3 a.m.? Three a.m. This guy actually did drive his motorcycle at three a.m. Ironically, he was playing push, not three a.m., which I think oh, is disappointing. That sucks. He sh- he should have been playing three a.m. by Matchbox Twenty. Yeah, I had the window cracked open slightly, and, and it's the kind of motorcycle with the speakers on the the side. I I'm just glad he wasn't blasting some bullshit. But uh, usually, yeah, he hear could he could have been blasting like the the stupidest hip hop out there. It what they wouldn't do that. He would blast like Shine Down or something. <laughs> it'd be some like really or hinder you'd turn it on and it'd be like halfway through a hinder song on full blast in the middle of the time <coughs> it's ju- it's oh, just how garbage about, uh, oh what he could be blasting garbage garbage yeah i guess it could actually yeah. be garbage his motorcycle might only be happy when it rains <laughs> it's 3 a.m i must be lonely wait was that a train song no, that was Matchbox 20. Well, what was the train song? Train, uh, uh... Drops of Jupiter or something. No, she only drinks coffee at midnight. That song. Meet Virginia, that was it. From their first album. Ah. Underrated song. They should play that more. Hey, maybe I'll play that one. Well, I think I'm all funned out. Yeah. Yeah, I think we hit our mark. <sighs> well, there was April 12th, 141. Yeah, another year passed for me. Well, happy birthday again, Cold. Until next Thank time. Thank you very much. I've been Abel Kirby. I've been Cold Acid. Stay fruity, boys. Adios. I had a good woman. Free bonus points. But you lay down, honey, and die. Oh, I had a good woman. But she lay down and died. Don't you know everybody tell me she wasn't satisfied?